Super Coach Professionals Roundtable Podcast. And here's your hosts, Paulie G, Ryan MS, Peter Hanscom, and Andrew Muldock Molinaroli. Yeah, we're back. Pre-season, well underway. The nine's in the books. A new champion, the Roosters. Who would have thought? They looked pretty good, I must say. I am Paul Grzadke, your host, the Supercoach Professionals Roundtable podcast. We've got the entire roundtable with us for this week's show, starting with Ryan MS. How are you, mate? Good, mate. How are you? Good, good. Really enjoyed the nines again, as always. Um, just the question of, of one year actually getting out there. <laughs> if it's still in Auckland, that is. Because now, of course, there's talk of moving it around. Uh, Peter Henscombe, um, how are you, mate? Yeah, very good, thanks. Yeah, enjoyed a bit of the nines. But, uh, yeah, as you said, the Roosters are a real surprise winner. So, yeah, there you go. And Andrew Muldog Molinaroli joining us for the first time this year. How are you, buddy? Good, mate. Happy New Year, everyone. Um, yeah, nines, exciting. Uh, Manly made it out of the uh, group stage uh, for the first time ever, which is very exciting, and no major injuries for, for us, which is good. Yeah, they were one of the um, more impressive teams. And, you know, looking at some of those manly imports, as we've done over the off-season already, um, I think we were pretty impressed. You'd have to be pretty impressed if you've been targeting any of those guys for Supercoach. I thought they were pretty good. Um, we may as well get straight into the Nines review. Um, we've got a tweet. We usually do tweets at the end of the show, but one from Justin Janenga. Um, we may as well read out now. Were there any players from the Nines that caught your eye, not just the cheapies? Are you consider- considering them for your team now? So wrapping up uh, the Nines, obviously the Roosters winning the comp. I thought Connor Watson was the standout. For me, uh, I already had him in my, my team. I, I think he's going to surpass Luke Keary there at the Roosters. Um, he's a real talent. And the nines just confirmed everything I sort of already thought. Two seventy nine thousand five hundred, great value. I thought Mitch Orbison was good too. There was a number of good players, of course, for the Roosters. Daniel Tupo was another, um, but Mitch Orbison, the dual position player, Andrew. You know, we talked about it last week. You, you you weren't with us, but looking for those second rowers that you can put in your lineup, your Supercoach lineup, as a centre and a winger, and Orbison's a, a great price and, and showing what he can do again um, for the Roosters there in the nines. Yeah, he's always been pretty pretty reliable, hasn't he, old Mitch Orbison? He had, didn't have a great year last year, but just that was reflective of, I guess, the Roosters' season. Um, yeah, he's he's pretty robust and he's pretty consistent. And when the Roosters do well, he generally does pretty well. So um, I'll be looking at him, um, just like you guys. But, um, yeah, like I said, yeah, he struggled last year and kind of lost a bit of faith with um, most super coach players. Yeah, the Roosters definitely having a down year last year. When we do our um, season previews of each of the teams, we'll be getting the Roosters later um, in the pre-season, but uh, we can go into more detail about them because I think they're a team back on the rise. Penrith, well, we've already been targeting them after their big season last year. Ryan, they got James Tamau up from North Queensland and he looks like he's got a new lease of life. He was really, uh, really impressive, I thought. Yeah, he was. He was ripping in, um, running hard and all that kind of stuff. He has a fair bit of skill as well, um, as everyone knows from watching him over a number of years. But, yeah, he looks like he's reinvigorated um, for the Panthers and he's a real good pickup. Josh Carr, another one that was a big nine standout last year. And, again, um, if you already liked him, nothing to change your mind there. Um, with the Storm's good performances 
at the nine, Suyagi Matungi. I thought he was a standout for Parramatta. Um, we like the Eels this year because of the buys. Um, they play each of those major buy rounds. Um, and he's, you know, he just really looked impressive. And Nathan Brown, of course, as well, Pete, coming over from Souths. Um, you know, he stood up in the in the nines tournament and, and is someone we've already had been targeting potentially um, as a guy to, to, to do well for Parramatta. Yeah, we talked a little bit about him on the show last year and, yeah, I don't know what really happened there at the Rabbitohs and why they let him go. Um, I thought he's one of their better forward performers last year and, yeah, it's no surprise to see him do well at the nines and, yeah, I think he'll He'd be a good one to, to watch out of Parramatta this year if someone they needed, and I'm sure he'll be... He's a big minutes player too, and, yeah, I think he'd be a good one to, to keep an eye on. Andrew, your team, I thought, were quite impressive, Manly. Um, two names that really, I thought, stood out, Cameron Cullen and Curtis Sirinan. Both of them may not even be in the, the main 17, but this has really got to give you thought, at least to keep a clo- closer eye on them during this preseason. Oh, definitely. I think Manly, the way they've they've bought and the, the uncertainty about the, the team changes, you, you've got to keep an eye on, on them because there's so many potentials there. And, and I think Sirenin is one of them. And I think um, he's, he's very similar to Cartwright in the, in the way that he offloads and, and maybe not so much his, his lateral foot, foot work, but he's yeah, very skillful and, and he's a big body. And so I wouldn't be surprised if he does actually get a lot of game time. Uh, with Cullen, I think yeah, he's, he'd be more of a um, utility from the bench because I think I really think that DCE and, and Green have locked down those halves. So yeah, I think I wouldn't be surprised if Cullen was brought on as a, a utility uh, role later in, um, in the games. Well, that'd be interesting. I mean, there's no Matt Parcell this year, so I guess you know there could be there could be room there. Um, 170 thousand, like very affordable was good for Gold Coast last year, those few games he played. Curtis Sirin and 228,000, um, also, you know, good value. The Cowboys, Ryan, Michael Morgan, he's going from strength to strength. Jake Granville looks like he's back. Um, he looked to add a bit of spark there. Um, two guys, you know, looking at Justin Zemo, I mean, that'd be two big names that, you know, you could consider more so since watching them in the nines. Yeah, well, that's right. I mean... Michael Morgan is one of those guys who, you know, you wouldn't go too wrong putting him in your side. Um, same with Granville as, you know, depending on your strategy and how you want to shape your team. But both those guys have, yeah, they've proven that they've got um, they've got super coach points in them. It's interesting with Morgan because you look at these guys, they get picked for Australia. Um, and, I, and you could throw in with New South Wales, Dylan Walker as well, because he, he looked to have bulked up. And, and had a decent effort at the nines, but they're going. You know, they're going to take that next step, and we could see that um, this year with Morgan. He could be a guy you want to revolve your, uh, you know, you want to put put in for Supercoach, basically one of your big names. Um, I thought James Roberts was pretty impressive for the Broncos, as was Jordan Kahu, although the Brisbane do have a tough draw early, so it's hard to seriously consider any Broncos. Um, in your super coach lineup, except maybe Jai Arrow if he gets selected in the top 13. Um, Kane Elgie was interesting, Pete, I thought, um, coming back there for Gold Coast after missing all of last year. He did some good things for the Titans, who they themselves had a pretty decent tournament. Absolutely. I think the um, 
or last, or yeah, it was 2000. It's hard to get used to saying the new year, but yeah, back in 2015, LG had some very, very good games for the Titans. And when uh, DCE announced he wasn't going up there, it was uh, they thought they were going to be putting their hopes on him. And they bought Ashley Taylor and Coral, um, his fella, uh, did his knee at the beginning of last year. So mm. it's great to see LG back. They did some very good things there, and it's not entirely reliant on Hayne. Um, but, yeah, he's he's a good one to keep an eye on if you're looking for a bit of a, a cheaper half-pack option uh, or in the halves option there. Um, yeah, see how it goes early on for the Titans. Good value uh, to Malola Lola here. Was um, forced to do most of the Warriors' creativity again. Sean Johnson pulling out um, there uh, for the the host uh, side, I guess, for the nines. And finally, Andrew Brock Lair. I know he's not really in the, the same category. He's quite a bit cheaper, and we haven't seen much of him. But he impressed for Newcastle, who did better than maybe we would have thought. Yeah, I mean, he, he played a, a couple of games last year, just off the top of my head, and, and I think he, he did his hammy or something. and, and just. But he, he looked like he was fairly in control of his own game, which was good. He had a decent kicking game too, so... I mean, yeah, he's going to be cheap and, and you know what we're going to get with the uh, Newcastle players, I'm afraid. But, um, yeah, he could be someone just to, you know, fill the roster and, and accumulate some points and hopefully make you some money. Uh, we can go on to the cheapies to consider now. Um, heading the list, Kalen Ponga. Ryan, this kid, I mean, we were sort of probably laughing a bit at Newcastle, spending all that money on him unproven, but... Maybe maybe they've done the right thing. He looked outstanding, and now really it is just a matter of is he going to get a shot at the top grade? Yeah, it's a matter of um, when, not if, I guess, um, for him. And, yeah, just watching him, I think it was a game against Canberra. I was just going, how can you actually do that like with your feet? <laughs> <laughs> like, it's just some incredible stuff from him. And obviously, look, he's going to play first grade at some stage this year. You can almost guarantee that he's going to play at least a few games. Um, however many he plays, he's going to decide. It's going to be injuries and you know other factors. But he's definitely uh, definitely one to watch. Yeah, and and the thing of it is, you don't have to own. Um, you don't have to play in round one. We know Paul Green's already said he's not going to get a go in round one unless there was an injury. And fair enough too. They've got a great backline, the Cowboys. You know they and they're incumbents and they deserve their spots. But at some point, Ponga's going to get a game. It's not the worst thing in the world if one or two of your twenty-five are, are in in your lineup, knowing that they're so talented, they're going to make so much money when they finally get a crack. They don't have to be picked round one, round one, round two, round three. We've seen it with Bevan French and Josh Adokar last year, coming through the nines, targeted weren't picked round one, the risk was take them out of your, your your team and then later you've got to use a couple of trays to get them back in and you've missed, you know, you may have missed a good opportunity for, for point scoring in the meantime. So I think for mine, Ponga, especially in that centre and winger position where you can absorb uh, more bench players and probably any other position, I think he's a good choice, as is the next guy I'm going to list, Jed Cartwright. I mean, Petey's another one that really looked the goods. He looked, you know, looked a bit like his old man. <laughs> and that is, a, that is a compliment, by the way. His old man was a great player. But, yeah, just another one of these young players that's really excelled at the nines. Um, some teams were criticised for taking a lot of young players over there, not taking it seriously, and yet it, it seemed 
you know, several of those teams did extremely well. So once again, yeah, he, he had a very good tournament. So once again, one to watch for the future. Maybe not as good as young Ponga from North Queensland, but hey, uh, well worth a look at as well. We talked about Brian Kelly uh, last week, Andrew, but uh, you may as well put your two cents in because he, he looked every bit the player we, we suggested that he that he could be in the nines. Yeah, I mean, we've spoken about it before, even before the start of this year. That this year for Manly, there's some there's some backline spots up for grabs, and he does look like he's got a bit bit of time. You know, he's got he's got speed and he's got he's got nice silky uh, skills. So like, why not? Hey, um. He's he's young and and got nothing to lose. So, um, yeah, I think he might get a, he might get a run this year because, like I said, um, Manly's backline is is not what it used to be. It's a bit shot to bits and and it needs some sort of injection of um, yeah, something new, I guess. There's a couple of players that probably won't get picked, but we're going to we're going to talk about them a little bit anyway. Just to put them on your watch, watch list because they did have an excellent nines. If you didn't get to, to sort of watch all the games yourself, Tyler Cornish, a half for the Gold Coast, you know, he's behind quite a few in the pecking order, but he he really stood out for mine. And Honetti Tua for the Eels. Now, right, I mean, you could say Parramatta, things could change quickly enough that he could, he could find a spot, you know, somewhere in that three-quarter line. Well, yeah, look, it's... It's a possibility. That's a, that's for sure. But you wouldn't, yeah, you wouldn't be banking on it. Um, not, not, not this early in the season. But it is like the Eels do have, uh, you know, <laughs> anything could happen. Yeah, that knack, <laughs> that knack of with all due respect, yeah, <laughs> so un, unpredictable. Um, so you never know. But yeah, I, as you said, these guys probably aren't going to be picked. But they're definitely, you know. Worth having a look, and then you never know. A couple of injuries, and they might might get a start. Um, should talk about a, a couple of Saints players. One of them just ruled out injured for, for I think four to six weeks. Matt Dufty, one we talked about last week. Pete, he he again, like Kelly, just really shone as we probably more so than what we would have expected. And then a guy who's really just been put onto the Super Coach, um, you know, the, the the options to pick. Um, because he was so outstanding in the nines as Jai Field, um, I just thought he was super impressive. And, and, and I just wonder, you know, surely Paul McGregor moves quickly and puts him in ahead of, you know, their alternative, which is at the moment, Josh McRae. Well, I'll answer your second question first, Paul. Um, <laughs> it, it's an interesting um, scenario that uh, Paul McGregor's got for himself. Uh, um in that there's no marshal there. You've got an ageing halfback who, like McCrone, he had a couple of opportunities, went all right last year. Um, but you've got a young halfback here. You, you might be throwing him in the deep end a little bit, but the Dragons have signed this young guy up for three years. Um, I hadn't heard of him, I must admit, up until only a couple of weeks ago, but he showed scintillating speed against Manly, uh, particularly scoring that length of field try. Big goose step, I think it was on... I can't remember which Manly player it was on, but he just made him uh, use the commentators on, made him look like he wasn't there. And it was, you know, it was a great try. He's, he's obviously very skillful. I think I would, me and a lot of other Dragon supporters would like to see, see him play. Um, he'd have Whit up there to guide him. Um, so it would be great to see him play, but I've got my 
drilled out. So I've got a feeling that McCrone, unfortunately, might be the starting halfback against against Penrith. Well, um, for mine, either way, um, field at the moment is my fourth half back five eight. You know, it's my fourth half in my yes, yeah, absolutely. Like he's an absolute bargain. One hundred twenty-two thousand just come on to plays both both roles on to the super coach. I think the last twenty-four hours. Yeah. So you know he's um, it's he's a must-have really in that regard. He's a, he's a big chance at playing. Like if I, I was, you know, a lot of people selecting the team, he would be. He's got to be if if the Dragons fail in their first couple of games, which is highly possible, um, then he, I think he at least he's got to be a big chance of playing in your first couple of you know round three or four. Yeah, we'll, um, go, we'll go into more detail with the Dragons a bit later in the show. We're going to do them as one of our four team previews. I should just mention a couple of guys not even on Supercoach yet, but very impressive: Matui Love Henry from Brisbane and Max King from the Titans. And I think King is the big one because. Big bopper, um, chewed up a lot of metres. I know it's only the nines, but uh, was very impressive. And, and you're always looking for those cheap forwards, you know, around the middle point of the Supercoach season. So just uh, just keep an eye on. You, you can't put him on your watch list. He doesn't exist yet for Supercoach, but Max King, I thought he was he was impressive. This is Supercoach Professionals Roundtable Podcast. Uh, we do it each and every week, usually on a Tuesday night. We've extended it to Wednesday just for the next couple of weeks before the season kicks off proper. But, of course, you can find all our podcasts on iTunes or via our website, www.supercoachpros.com. A lot of you are following us on Twitter now. We've got over 400 followers. We thank you very much for that. We want to hit the big 500, preferably before the season starts. So if you haven't already followed us at Supercoach Pros is where you can find us there as well. Um, and let's move on to the season previews now, the team previews uh, now. And to start with the Brisbane Broncos, um, kind of looking at their lineup um, for the for round one. The big changes from last year. Well, David Mead comes to the, to the side. Will he take a wing spot um, there, or will Jonas Pearson get it? Obviously, Corey Parker retiring. Um, we're not really sure, you know, a guy like Corbin Sims has moved there just recently. Does he start? Does Jai Arrow get a go? Does Sam Tidey stay in the starting lineup? Bear and Mag- Blair and Maguire will be your other um, middle third players, most likely, with um, Gillette and Glenn uh, as the edge players, although Tidey did get picked there as well. You've got good um, bench options, Jaden Sewer. Tavita Pangai as well. And, of course, there's Benji Marshall sitting there. Does he go in? And uh, ahead of Cody Nicarima. And that's an interesting one, Andrew, because if Benji does get selected from the bench, does that mean Ben Hunt moves into the dummy half role as the game progresses? Oh, I I don't see that happening. I mean, I know that uh, Wayne Bennett's played some tricks on people who've signed... (laughs) contracts a yep. year out in advance you he know how he sat sat um hodges out for the year when he signed with the roosters um but yeah i don't i don't see that happening i think i think hunt will be the 80 minute player again mcculloch i mean he's 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 got potential to play 80 minutes as well so i don't i don't know where benji's going to fit into the equation really i mean i i'm going to probably steer clear of the broncos this year i think um they have a very yeah. tough start to the season. They've got to draw. Yeah, tough, tough start. As and, I mean, Corey Parker's not there. He's, 
I mean, aside from their second roles, Gillette and, and Glenn, I don't I don't see any any guys that with some real upside. I mean, you did say that Jai Arrow, that I've, I've heard that he's been compared to in his work rate and, and just his demeanour as the new Corey Parker. But again, I, I just I don't see them improving this year, so I can't really uh, justify getting. You know, they've all got pretty decent price tags too. So I, I think Milford might be a trap this year, just especially the first. Five six weeks. It's just forty thousand yeah, dollars more expensive than he was this time last year. And last year they had a soft draw to start with. It was very. Yeah, so friendly. I just, I just, I think I'm going to steer clear just for the time being. I'm, I mean, I always say it every year that Brisbane aren't going to do well, and and they always do. <laughs> but um, yeah, I just like. I, I mean, their major signing was an aging Benji Marshall, you know, and and they've lost a fair bit in in um. Corey Parker, so yeah, I'll just sit and wait and, and, and see for now. I have to agree with their price. Prices are all a little high, and, and their overall advice is, you know, just stay put. You know, unless maybe Andrew McCulloch or Jai Arrow, um, but, but people like Jordan Carr, who you can put on your watch list, you can see how those first few weeks go. Corey Oates, James Roberts, we know what they can do, and um, see get them through that way. Um, or that part of it. And I don't know, Ryan, you know, if there's anyone you've targeted from Brisbane or whether it is a case of, no, we'll wait we'll wait and see. There's better options out there. Um, look, I think there is better options out there because um, no one really jumps out. I mean, Alex Glenn, maybe, because he's a dual position player. He, and he's, you know, he's relatively um, cheap. Well, not cheap, but, you know, mid-range two, in the 200s. Um, and he can get you some, um, you know, consistent, you know, 40, 40 odd um, average. As long as he so stays, because that the Tide might have he take his role. Yeah, that's what I mean. It's it's too hard to really pick anyone with any confidence from the Bronx at the moment. Pete, is McCulloch an option? I mean, three twenty one thousand nine hundred, not bad for a, for a hooker. Well, he used to be going great guns there a couple of years ago, and then last year he just seemed to have a few injuries, sort of come back down to earth a bit. Uh, had a few injuries and was being subbed off the, the bench a bit. Um, so, yeah, I, I would I would definitely look the other way to, or, you know, we, we mentioned about Cam Smith last week, but, you know, Hodgson. I think there's a few other options. I get a feeling that McCulloch is a bit on the way down and also, as, as you guys have mentioned also, with their tough draw to begin the year, it's it's going to be tough for all of them. I they reckon that um, like David Mead always seemed to perform well at, at the Titans. I thought um, if uh, his combination is good mates with James Roberts, if that that clicks, then maybe he can get some value out of him. But uh, yeah, and Milford was a bit up and down last year, brilliantly sometimes, but not so good others. Um, yeah, yeah. Second, I was like Gillett is champ, um, but yeah, that's that's about it. I think for the Broncos. Darius Boyd named as captain as well. We'll see how that goes um, for them this year. The Dogs, well, they seem like another team that's sort of on the decline. Um, not probably expected a lot of team changes. Obviously, that whether um, they bring in uh, Brinko Lee, c- cousin of Edric Lee, um, and Kerrit Holland, they're probably the most likely scenarios in the centre three quarters for the parting Rona and Perrett. Um, your forward pack, Cassiano's lost quite a bit of weight. Looks like they're trying to get leaner. 
Um, still worried about the size of that. Clem is likely to play lock. Kind of gives you an idea of where they're at. Um, <laughs> yeah, I guess I'll start with you this time, Ryan. You know, is there anybody there? Because it's it's very hard to find anyone from the dogs that would be worth having. Maybe James Graham. Yeah, that was who I was going to say, James Graham. Um, and for no other reason apart from obviously his consistency that he's shown in previous years and the fact that he's not going to play Origin. And that's basically his two upsides. Um, Andrew, for Tyler Mariner, you know, looking at someone a bit cheaper, um, you know, is, are we just sort of scraping the barrel here? Yeah, I don't, I don't think for Tyler Mariner is too much of an option. I think he, he's just... Uh, doesn't play enough minutes, I think. Um, I mean, Josh Jackson, he, he's an option, but I mean, he's going to play Origin. He, he might even captain the Blues this year, so um, so he's, he'll be committed over the Origin period. But he's again, he's a dual dual player. Uh, yeah, second round and centre, um, pretty consistent. Didn't have a great season last year, did he? But you know, he can every now and then and surprise you with a big score. Because um, he just gets through a mountain of defence, but other than that, yeah, I mean, we said it last year, didn't we? That their, their outside backs just weren't getting any ball; they were getting starved by by Reynolds and, and by. So, yeah, it's hard to kind of to, to like anything about about the um the, the backs. But yeah, Graham, I do like Graham, and J- Josh Jackson is yeah, he's a genuine option too. I'm intrigued about the Zach Wolford signing. Um, I don't know if it's working out with Michael Leisha, so that guy that's 122,000, you can't have him to start the season because um, hooker, you do want to have two guys that are starting, but it could be a trade-in target later on if things change there, which they might. And Pete, Brad Abbey, we talked about him last year. He didn't end up getting any games, but again looking good at the nines and again as cheap as you can get. Yeah, he's, um, as I said four months ago, you know, he's... The Warriors didn't want to really want to let him go. Uh, they bought two of us a check, however, and the dogs uh, smartly picked him up. And I thought, wow, uh, with Brett Morris out injured at the beginning of last year, I thought, you know, he's got a great chance of playing a lot of first grade, but didn't quite turn out that way for, for whatever reason. I guess, you know, Hoppawati um, pretty much sewed up the fullback spot. And yeah, well, the, the, uh, you had uh, blokes like Rona and, and Sam Perrett there as well. So, yeah, they just didn't give the, the young guy a chance at all. Um, they preferred Holland over him as well. Uh, um, and, like, Holland's a good player, but I thought, yeah, they talk a lot about Abby. I I don't know. Like, you, once, like you guys have been saying, the, the dogs are a hard one. You think they're going to do no good, and then they go all right. But, uh, yeah, I just don't see it this year for them at all. Um, you mentioned about James Graham. I guess the reason he gets so many points is because he takes the ball away from the halves a lot of the time. Um, Leisha at, at the hooker, as you say, is a tackling machine, but yeah, you, there's a bit of an undercurrent of... Um, He's out of favour. He's box. out of favour, for sure, yeah. Michael Leisha. Yeah. Uh, let's Absolutely. move on, because I think even if we agree the dogs get a few more wins than expected, I don't think they'll be relevant super coach wise North Queensland, on the other hand, uh, even though they didn't quite get get all the way there uh, in the nines. They were the favourites and they played like it for most of the tournament. Um, don't see a lot of changes to their starting lineup, at least in the back line, um, as we suggested earlier with Ponga. 
Obviously, there'll be changes in the forwards with no Tamau or Hannett or Cost Jason involved anymore. Scott Bolton will get the start, you would think. Um, but guys like John Asiata and Cohen Hess could get extra game time. And I think they're the guys that you sort of look at, Ryan, um, as some cheaper options. But then um, you've also got their, some of their mainstays that are, are well worth putting in your lineup as starts too. Yeah, absolutely. They're um, they're a good team to pick from, really. Um, all across the board, you've got people who or players who aren't going to um, really do 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 too much wrong. Um, Supercoach wise, I mean, you have you guys like Morgan, JT, there, Gold, um, Granville, as you said, he's you know kind of back, and it looks like he he might well be uh, the guy who plays, you know, almost the full eighty. Um, Depending on how they how they structure it this year, I suppose um, Hampton's the only danger if he if he plays. Yeah, well, that's right. Um, then obviously Tamalolo is a beast, and he's continued to somehow get bigger. Um, <laughs> and it's um, yeah, they're they're a team full of players that you want to pick, basically. So you just got to make sure that um, yeah, you get the best value. Pete Ethan Lowe started fast the last two seasons, super coach wise. Um, he's not the cheapest out there, but you know the form, the the, the history's on the board. Absolutely, and Ryan just said it all. This like you can't go wrong with the Cowboys. He he is a very very solid player. Scores quite a few tries too. Ethan Lowe, he's never never far away from the ball. It's not surprising running off JT uh, help would help any forward, I guess. But yeah, you you, you can't go too far wrong with him. As you mentioned about Sam Alolo, like he was just he's been unstoppable and you know great. Uh, super coach points. He doesn't play the full 80, but he doesn't need to. Um, yeah, so, and I was just, I'm a big Granville fan for several years, so interesting to see how it goes, and Young Hess as well. Andrew, a couple of tough games for the Cowboys to start, and the Raiders and the Broncos, but then you got Manly, Titans, Rabbitohs, Tigers, Dragons, Knights. It eases right up. Yeah, I mean, and they'll be favourites for all of those, and, and they'll probably put a Cricket score on a couple of those teams, so I mean, yeah, you've all, got, all you guys have said it. It's, it's yeah, they're, they're star-studded. Morgan, JT, Tamalolo, he continues to impress. I think Scott Bolton, you know, he's two hundred seventy-three thousand. He played twenty-four games last year. His average is 40, 40. So I mean, Should get more that's going to go up. Yeah, yeah forty supercoach points. That's going to go up. So because you know he's he's a hard worker and. I think he'd be a good point of difference to not many people will have him. So it's probably a, a good option for you. And yeah, like you guys said, everyone, the, all the, their second roles, you know, running off JT, it's it's a match made in heaven. Yeah, load up. Load up for sure. You could have four, five, six Cowboys players. Uh, on the flip side, the Dragons, uh, unfortunately, um, not too much to like except some of those cheapies we talked about at the start or earlier in the show. Um, with the Duffy injury, it was probably going to be Dugan at fullback anyway. There was some talk about him moving to the centres. That gives Tane Milne an opportunity. Nene McDonald should also get a run. He's a consistent first grader. The Jai Field, question mark, with Josh McCrone. We're going to say that McGregor does the right thing and gets fielded there, but obviously we've got to monitor that pretty closely over the next few weeks. Um, 
and whether Paul Vaughan, how involved he is, is probably a, a question mark. Uh, personally, I think he's priced a bit high. I think he, he offered more to the Raiders than he will to the Dragons. Um, Pete, uh, you know, we've talked about a couple of those young guys, but there's also Luciana Leilua, who came on late last year. Um, um, what, do you, what do you think about his prospects? Yeah, I, absolutely. I'm a big fan of this, this young guy. Uh, younger brother of the, the Canberra Centre, uh, BJ Leilua. So he's got the pedigree. Uh, made his debut in Wollongong last year in a pouring rain against Brisbane and, and let go a beautiful pass. A good running second row. It's great to see it forward with ball skills. Apparently a couple of clubs are after him in the off-season. The Dragons managed to retain him. Uh, they've got big reps on him. Uh, he's coming off the bench and so he'll still be quite cheap. So he'd only played a couple of games last year. Um, I think he'll get more and more game time as the season goes on. Although he's keep in mind, of course, that the Dragons' back row is, is Tyson Frizzell, Joel Thompson, Jack Bell. So it might be hard for him to get him in. Maybe you play a bit of bit in the lock or the, the prop position, I think, would be where he'll come on. But, um, yeah, I, I like the look of him very much. Um, Ryan, anybody that you're, you're picking here or is it really just a couple of cheapies? Yeah, it's Fields the standout if he plays. Um, I think the other guys, maybe maybe you and Aiken as well. Um, he's priced a little bit high, uh, but he still was putting up good points um, for the Dragons last year, um, and they weren't, you know, they weren't setting the scoreboard on fire. So um, that's something to look at as well. And Andrew, Jack DeBellin, they started to revolve more of their attack around him, getting him born first receiver later on. I think he can play that role. Like we saw Elijah Taylor do a bit for the Tigers. You saw Trent Merrin do for Penrith. You know, does that up, up you know, give him an uptick? Oh, I think the Saints play better when he runs hard and tackles hard. Um, yeah. I think, yeah... I personally don't mind the, the, the Saints' back line. I think they've got some potential there. I think Mary just needs to unlock something. I think this is, is I mean, pretty obvious, but this has got to be his last chance, you know, because, uh, like I said, I, I think they've got potential. I, I like Dugan, you know. He's he's always got potential to score plenty of points, and, and Tyson Frizzell is, is, is a gun. So, I mean, they've got potential. Uh it always comes off the back of their defence. So if they can get that right, then they'll start scoring points again. Um, yeah, yeah, that's but, the danger. Uh, it, I mean, they're going to win games in arm wrestles. That's no good for us, Super Coach. Wise. That's right. Yeah. So, yeah, like you said, Vaughan, he might be a bit too pricey, but I did like the look of him when he was playing down in Canberra. Um, but, I can't see him playing that well for the Dragons. I just, no, I, just, well, I, mean, I, I can't see it. Uh, Again, he, they've got a pretty solid forward pack, the, the, the yeah. Dragons. So, I mean, he won't be playing as many minutes, I would think. So, um, yeah, it's all, all wait and see, I guess. I mean, McInnes, Manly made McInnes look like Cameron Smith last year. <laughs> he scored like three or four tries. Um, he's okay. Again, just okay. So, I, I don't know. Um, I think just stick with the, the Dugans and the, and the Frizzles for now. Let's get on to the Twitter questions. Um, we'll start with uh, Gav at Swamp Duck 04 at Supercoach Pros. One rookie in each position that will play round one. It's a lot of rookies to play. It may be a bit tough to know just yet. Um, Can we say cheapies? What do you think, cheapies? Yeah, I think he's looking at, you know, probably at 122s, but I think you might have to up it, especially this year. Um, yeah. You know, 
I don't know, Ryan, if you've got if you've got one in any position, we can go around the round table try to find one in different positions. Um, well, Cheapy, um, what about Cameron King for the Eels? Yeah, well, he looked all right, didn't he? In the nines, he did nothing wrong. Yeah, it looks like he'll play. So you never know. You want two starting talent. Um, in your lineup. You know, we talked about having positions where you could carry a couple of guys that might come along later on in the year, but the hooker role, you really need both um, players because we've only got one on the bench. Um, Pete, you got one? Another forward, perhaps, or a centre and winger? Oh, oh we've mentioned Jay Field already. Um, that's the, he's the obvious one that we've sort of discussed where he's likely. Uh, we looked at... Uh, we've had a look a at cheeky, Brian cheeky, Kelly. Cheeky. Um, I think there's a few of them we've named at the start of the show and last week that are probably more more likely than than some of the others. Andrew, I mean, yeah, there's not really likely to be a fullback that will get a go, particularly now Matt Dufty ruled out with injury. No, that's that's a bit of a tough one. I mean, I think maybe Manai Cherrington might get a he might get a run. I'm worried about that as, a, as a trap because of the Tigers, he was overseen and now you've got maybe Sigiaro going to the Sharks and there's a couple of other options Yeah, so there. that's what I'm saying. Maybe he might get a gig. Um, Liam Knight for the Roosters, you know, he, he an ex-Manly player. He got, I think Manly sacked him because he did one too many drink driving um, arrests. <laughs> so, I mean, he's got a lot of potential. Liam Knight, so he might get a gig. He played, I think, one game last year, and he, he, he was impressive. So I'll tell you a guy who's not 122, but he's not far off it, and that's Dean Farre at 145,000. That's, oh. that's a first grader, you know, ability. He's not going to set the world alight, super coach wise. But if you're just looking for someone that's cheap, it's definitely going to start round one. You know, potentially he's an option. Well, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I mean, probably not stick my neck out there, but I think I've already mentioned this. Akilo Iwata, I mean, he's mm. one one seven two five. That's right. You know, that that's that's pretty darn cheap for an ex super coach. You know, must have. So, um, I mean, you, you, yeah, I think get him in as soon as you can because he's gonna he's gonna play wing, and. He looked pretty good on the, in the nines. He, he looks fit, so and you know he's got a point to prove. So why not get him in there? Keep listening, Gav, because each week we'll be uh, as we get closer. This will start to formulate even more. So uh, we'll be doing the rest of our team um, previews, and of course watching some of those trials like we did last year, getting some in- useful information. We picked the Cody Walker early after the um, the game, the South St George game, of course. Um, and that, that came to fruition, and I think you can still get glean a lot of information yet uh, from this pre-season. David Spadaro asks, I'm a head-to-head player. Which team has the better and worst draw round three to seven? Um, I think, we, you know, we've talked about the Broncos. They, they got Storm in round three, Raiders round four, Bulldogs, Roosters who are looking better, and the Titans who could be, uh, you know, a, a team that again surprises um, it's 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 hard to go to go past Brisbane Andrew because they're so such a tough start to their season. It could for once it really could get away from them. The Bronx, I mean, I, I, 
that's the top four right there, you know, the Sharks, Cowboys, Storm and Raiders. And then yeah. the Bulldogs, I think, you know, they'll. They, I think they're on the slide, but they were in the top eight last year. And Roosters, are, they'll be meeting them in round six and they'll be on the up this year. So, I mean, the Bronx, that, that's a very tough, t- tough draw for them. And, I mean, they'll have the, the, the luxury of playing every Friday night. Um, but, <laughs> um, yeah, it's a tough draw. I mean, if they can... Get away with half of those as wins. That'll be a big result for them. But I, I don't see it. I, Sharks will be good this year, and then they've got the Cowboys. They'll be great. Storm, they're always good. Raiders, I think, are going to be pushing for a premiership. Yeah, it's just I think it'll be a bridge too far for them. Pete, the Cowboys. Speaking of of them, after they play the Broncos in round two. Uh, they go Seagulls, Titans, Rabbitohs, Tigers, Dragons over those five rounds that David's asked about. That's, that's pretty sweet. It does sound quite sweet, um, uh, even though we have to say that our teams are in there uh, as part of that sweet draw. <laughs> yep. Uh, Not biased here. <laughs> yeah, that's right. All three of our, our teams are represented in there. But, yeah, like we've just said earlier in the show, like load up on cow- Cowboys players. And this guy's asking who's got the hard and easy draw of three to seven. The Cowboys are laid up on their players, and they've got an easy draw through those rounds. Well, easier, guys. This is going to be a closer comp, but a close comp, I think. But yeah, you'd you'd have to be, you know, I'd be putting money on the Cowboys to win those five games. And yeah, why why wouldn't you at that stage? It's um, and those those teams usually try. And the secret for like a team like the Broncos is they try and get their wins early in the season and then because they usually yeah, uh, have a flat spot around origin which is quite natural and the, the Cowboys would think the same thing and I think they'll be really fired up to, to get away to a, to a fast start particularly after missing out on the on the grand final last year. A couple of other teams that have got pretty soft draws early on are the Panthers they play the Roosters, Knights, Storm and uh, Rabbitohs and the, then the Sharks uh, rounds three to seven, and the and the Roosters, the two teams that fought out the nines final, they've got the Panthers, Rabbitohs, Seagulls, Broncos, and Knights, followed by the Dragons, and then the Warriors. So, a couple more teams really to think about there. Um, and and on the flip side, there's a few teams like the Tigers, who we already kind of putting a bit of a line through. They got a pretty tough. And the Sharks, Ryan, I'm worried about the Sharks. Uh, you know, Holmes has now got this niggling injury and no Ennis this year, um, no Ben Barber. I'm worried about them. Yeah. Look, to be honest, I don't think the Sharks are going to come anywhere close to defending their title. Um, could be a Leicester City. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they could, could go from heroes to zeros. That's right. Uh, it could be. But it sets it out to a tough draw. Um, for them and depending on yeah, who's available and what's happening um, because they have lost a fair bit of experience like, you know, in service, in the service, um, ball service area um, with Ennis. So, yeah, um, up until round five, it's like between the rounds, um, sorry, between round three and seven, um, there's some pretty hard ones in there. Yeah, for sure. I, I'm just not sure. I mean, Paul Gallon, people are going to take a chance on for feeder. I'm not sure if any of them are going to live up to their cost billing. 
Um, we're running out of time. I've got a couple of questions from Andrew Keedy, one from at footy. Uh, 1717. Now, a couple of these we can get to next week, so I think we're going to push those into next week. But there's one one of Andrew's ones that does ask for top 10 picks in a draft league. Just in case he's drafting this week, we should at least make a start on it, and we can make it a bit of a topic for next week when we don't have the nines to talk about and taking up so much time. Um, Peter, well, I know we talked about Cam Smith last week and said, well, he's very high, but, but you flipped the, the, the switch and you make it a draft leg where they're all worth the same, surely he's the number one pick. Yeah, yeah, stand out. Yeah, if they're all worth the same, the same, then yeah, I'd be I'd be grabbing uh, Cameron Smith first. That's a that's a no brainer. And Andrew, when you line up your draft, do you try to say, Well, I'm waiting it by the positions? Do you say, Well, they'll take you know, Smith's gone, you're second, you take Thurston, or do you if you prefer a, a front rower, do you take them, you know, but yeah, that's that's. I guess there's a lot more front rowers you could choose from. Is what I guess I'm trying to say. Oh, I think yeah, I think you just got to take the best players. There's only one Jonathan Thurston, only one Sean Johnson, you know, one Sammy Burgess. You got to get them while you can, and then then you know try and be a bit more cunning during the season in in your trades. Um, yeah, take the best what what you can get, and, and yeah. And just hopefully, luck of the draw, you get you get the players that you're targeting. Dual position players are always helpful, as well as you go down, so you can look at it that way. What about fullbacks, right? Would you look at a fullback in the top two or three? A guy like Tedesco, or um, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, Teddy RTS, um, who's coming back. Um, he seems to be the forgotten uh, fullback. I might just add. I haven't heard heard many people knowing that they're gonna. Put him in the side. He's cheap in comparison. He is, and uh, everyone knows what he can do. I mean, unless they've got short memories. Um, I think he's one of the most owned, actually, when when the uh, Daily Telegraph did a little article on it. I think, surprisingly, because there's not not a lot of articles about him, but... But, but, you know, the, the astute uh, coaches out there that have already named, got their team lists in, even though it's early days, a lot of them are targeting him. Yeah, and I, I think they are because of that um, because of that pretty tasty price that he's at at the moment. All right, well, Andrew, um, let us know if you've got to try to do your draft before next Wednesday's show and we'll get something out for you via Twitter or via our website. But otherwise, I think it's a good project for next week. We'll all come up with our top ten. And who knows, we might even do a mock draft at some point before the season starts. That'd be a bit of fun. Uh, but, guys, we have reached the end of the show. Thanks so much, as always. Ryan, thank you. No worries. Peter, thanks very much. We'll talk to you um, in two weeks' time, I believe. You're out next week. Yes, I am. Uh, yeah, it's great fun. I'll talk to you in two weeks' time, guys. And, Andrew, great to have you back. Uh, we'll talk to you again next week, of course. Yeah, thanks, mate. And, uh, yeah, good to be back. Love talking Supercoach. And, of course, I am Paul Grisadka or Paulie G. This is the Supercoach Professionals. Make sure you follow us on Twitter, like us on Facebook, go to the website, www.supercoachpros.com, download the podcasts, and keep an eye out for our other pre-season information as it comes in as we get closer and closer to the start of the season. It's almost here, guys, only a few weeks away. Anyway, that's all for now. Talk to you next week. Thanks for listening. Bye for now.